ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय reading from shrimadvagatam canto 1 chapter 2 entitled divinity and divine service text number 28 please repeat vasudeva paraveda vasudeva paramakha vasudeva parayoga वासुदेव पराक्रिया वासुदेव परावेदा वासुदेव परामखा वासुदेव परायोगा वासुदेव पराक्रिया वासुदेव परावेदा वासुदेव परामखा वासुदेव परायोगा वासुदेव पराक्रिया इवन वर्स नंबर ट्वेंटी नाइन इज टुगेदर सो आई जस्ट read that one vasudeva param gyanam vasudeva parat param tapa vasudeva paro dharmo vasudeva paragati translation oh word for word translation vasudeva the personality of godhead para the ultimate goal veda revealed scriptures vasudeva the personality of godhead para for worshiping maka sacrifices vasudeva the personality of godhead para the means of attaining yoga mystic paraphernalia vasudeva the personality of godhead para under his control kriya fruitive activities vasudeva the personality of godhead param the supreme gyanam knowledge vasudeva the personality of godhead param best tapa austerity vasudeva the personality of godhead para superior quality dharma religion vasudeva the personality of godhead para ultimate gati goal of life translation and purport by his divine gachila prabhupad ki chai translation 
in the revealed scriptures the ultimate object of knowledge is shri krishna the personality of godhead the purpose of performing sacrifice is to please him yoga is for realizing him all fruitive activities are ultimately rewarded by him only he is the supreme knowledge and all severe austerities are performed to know him religion dharma is rendering loving service unto him he is the supreme goal of life <clears throat> the purport is very long so we will we'll say the prayers before we'll read the purport and share some points ओम अज्ञानतिरंधस्ञानाजनशलाखया चक्षुर्मिताीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थापित यूतले स्वयं कदाहम दिस्वदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुरो श्रीरुतापदकमल ಶ್ರೀರೂಪಸಾಗ್ರಜಾತಸಹಗನಾರಘುನಾಥನ್ವಿತಸಜೀವಸಾಧ್ವೈತಸಾವಧೂತಪರಿಜನಾಸಹ
So if somebody asks, you know, what is Krishna consciousness movement? We can say very simply, you know, to revive our lost loving service or and relationship with the Supreme Lord. We have been trying to establish so many uh, relationships in this world. You know, being a friend, being a child, being a parent, you know, being an employee, being a husband, being a wife. We establish so many relationships in this world. But if our relationship is not, if with, if with Krishna is not established, then none of these relationships gives us any ultimate happiness. Why? Because that is our constitutional position. <clears throat> there are some relative positions or relative relationships in this world. But our constitutional position is that Jivera Swarupoy Krishnera Nityadas. That we are eternally the servant of the Lord. And when that relationship is established, we will be happy. Generally, currently in this world, you know, what is being propagated is you buy this and you will be happy. You, uh, you know, go to a big store. And there are so many things on the shelves. And everything is promising. You know, if I can have this thing in my house, I will be happy. If I have this thing in my kitchen, I will be happy. If I have this dress, I will be happy. If I have this much money, I will be happy. But no matter what we do, whatever we accumulate or whatever we possess, we will never be happy just by the things of this world. But when we go and look for service, then while doing the service, the sacrifices which are performed, the byproduct of that sacrifice or that service is happiness. And the satisfaction which one gets by serving the Lord Nothing in this world can beat. Nothing in this world can beat. So that is why, here it says, establishing one's relationship and ultimately reviving our lost loving service unto him is the goal of life. That is the sum and substance of Vedas. So that is Krishna consciousness in nutshell. In the Bhagavad Gita, the same theory is confirmed by the Lord in his own words. The ultimate purpose of the Vedas is to know him only. All the revealed scriptures are prepared by the Lord through his incarnation in the body of Srila Vyasadev, just to remind the fallen souls conditioned by material nature of Sri Krishna, the, the personality of Godhead. No demigod can award freedom from material bondage. That 
is the verdict of all Vedic literatures. <clears throat> Impersonalists who have no information of the personality of Godhead minimize the omnipotency of the Supreme Lord and put him on equal footing with all other living beings. And for this act, such impersonalists get freedom from material bondage only with great difficulty. They can surrender unto him only after many, many births in the culture of transcendental knowledge. You know, when we say Namaste Saraswati Deve, Gauravani Pracharine, Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Pashata Deshtarine. So, Nirvishesha Shunyavad. Like that is the impersonalistic theory where uh, the Lord is not attributed as a person but just an impersonal uh, effulgence, impersonal expansion, which is everywhere. Yes, Lord is everywhere, but He is a person. And all the uh, effulgence, all the expansions, they emanate from the Lord, who is a person. When, you know, during the in, in the Soviet Union, when when the communists they were trying to control, you know they would they would tell, you know, there is no God, because if there is God, go ask for bread from the the God, and then nothing would come. And they say, ask me, and then and then they will give the bread because they they were controlling it so much. So when the devotees in Russia they when they got access to Bhagavad Gita and Srila Prabhupada books, and when they realized that the Lord is a person, they took it with their heart. And what we see currently in, in, in Russia, like the way the people in Russia have taken seriously the Krishna consciousness movement, it's amazing. Because they had suffered so much. So when Krishna consciousness came, it was a big relief. And to know that the Lord is a person was a big shelter. You know, we live in a free country where we can practice very nicely, but we become complacent in the absence of miseries. You know, we are are in the comfort zone. But there are places in the world where, you know, it's very hard for people to practice Krishna consciousness. And when they take up Krishna consciousness, you know, the fire, the desire is so strong that they take full advantage of Krishna consciousness. One may argue that the Vedic activities are based on sacrificial ceremonies. That is true. But all such sacrifices are also meant for realizing the truth about Vasudev. Another name of Vasudev is Yagya, sacrifice. We just did the Narsinga Yagya yesterday. And in the Bhagavad Gita, 
it is clearly stated that all sacrifices and all activities are to be conducted for the satisfaction of yagya or vishnu the personality of godhead this is the case also with the yoga systems so it says all activities are to be conducted for the satisfaction of the yagya or vishnu the personality of godhead so similarly like that is one form of yagya but being a practitioner devotee there are many sacrifices which the practitioner or an aspiring devotee or even a devotee he does and in day to day life first of all sleeping early in the night eating not too much not too less waking up early in the morning you know the accusation of friends family society in general <clears throat> misunderstandings amongst devotees <clears throat> mix misunderstandings between various relationships and when those sacrifices are done in a way that you know we are doing it for the sake of pleasing the lord we get the true benefit of the sacrifice <clears throat> yoga means to get in touch with the supreme lord the process however includes several bodily features such as asana dhyana pranayam and meditation and all of them are meant for concentrating upon the localized aspect of vasudev represented as parmatma parmatma realization is but partial realization of vasudev and if one is successful in that attempt one realizes vasudev in full but by ill luck most yogis are stranded by the powers of mysticism achieved through the bodily process ill-fated yogis are given a chance in the next birth by being placed in the family of good learned brahmanas or in the families of rich merchants in order to execute the unfinished task of vasudev realization if such fortunate brahmanas and sons of rich men properly utilize the chance they can easily realize vasudev by good association with saintly persons unfortunately such preferred persons are captivated again by material wealth and honor and they practically forget the aim of life you know by living a pious life one is definitely assured <clears throat> uh, you know that the next life will be better either one will be born in a family of a devotee or one will be born in a very aristocratic family because both these facilities can be used very nicely in krishna consciousness but we don't want to take chance because even if we do that still you know we will be captivated here it says by 
material wealth and honor and in that we can forget the aim of life so let's not take the chance this is also so far the culture of knowledge according to bhagavad gita there are 18 items in culturing knowledge by such culture of knowledge one becomes gradually prideless devoid of vanity non-violent forbearing simple devoted to the great spiritual master and self-controlled <clears throat> by culture of knowledge one becomes unattached to hearth and home and becomes conscious of the miseries due to death birth old age and disease and all culture of knowledge culminates in devotional service to the supreme personality of godhead vasudev so here you know the culmination of yoga the culmination of knowledge the culmination of all the vedic scriptures <clears throat> this verse you know exemplifies that how vasudev you know he is the goal and once the goal is clear no matter where we are you know we can start moving in that direction <clears throat> but if the goal is not clear then even though we might be going you know in the best car i don't know which one is the best car right now but we might be going in any no most opulent car or the aeroplane or any other means of transportation if the goal is not clear then we are just going nowhere we are going very fast we are very comfortable but we have no clue where we are going therefore vasudev is the ultimate aim in culturing all different branches of knowledge culture of knowledge leading one to the transcendental plane of meeting vasudev is real knowledge physical knowledge in its various branches is condemned in the bhagavad gita as agyana or the opposite of real knowledge the ultimate aim of physical knowledge is to satisfy the senses which means prolongation of the term of material existence and thereby continuance of threefold miseries so if we go to a shop and if we look for happiness eventually we will be frustrated why because nothing in this world can give us happiness but if we go and look for service to the lord then happiness is a by product the ultimate aim of physical knowledge is to satisfy the senses which means prolongation of the term of material existence and thereby continuance of threefold miseries so prolonging the miserable life of material existence is nescience but the same physical knowledge leading to the way of spiritual understanding helps one to end the miserable life of physical existence and to begin the life of spiritual existence on the plane of vasudev 
The same applies to all kinds of austerities. Tapasya means voluntary acceptance of bodily pain to achieve some higher end of life. Ravana, you know, what an appropriate uh, day. Today is the Shera, the day when Lord Ram, he killed Ravana. Ravana and Hiranyakashipu underwent a severe type of bodily torture to achieve the end of sense gratification. Sometimes modern politicians also undergo severe types of austerities to achieve some political end. This is not actually tapasya. One should accept voluntary bodily inconvenience for the sake of knowing Vasudev, because that is the way of real austerity. So performing real austerity, not austerity just for satisfying the senses. You know, our uncontrolled mind you know, just tells us, do this, don't do this, talk to this, talk to him, don't talk to him. You know, just like pushing us to do one thing after another. But the real, by performing real austerity, when the mind is controlled, we can see things as they are. And then we can, you know, not misguided by, uh, you can say, false austerity. Otherwise, all forms of austerities are classified as modes of passion and ignorance. Passion and ignorance cannot end the miseries of life. Only the mode of goodness can mitigate the threefold miseries of life. Vasudev and Devaki, the so-called father and mother of Lord Krishna, underwent penances to get Vasudev as their son. Lord Sri Krishna is the father of all living beings. Bhagavad Gita 14.4 Therefore, he is the original living being of all other living beings. He is the original eternal enjoyer amongst all other enjoyers. Therefore, no one can be his no one can be his begetting father as the ignorant many think may think. Lord Sri Krishna agreed to become the son of Vasudev and Devaki upon being pleased with their severe austerities. Therefore, if any austerities have to be done, they must be done to achieve the end of knowledge. Vasudev. <coughs> and you know, in one lecture I was listening and what you were saying, there are two main austerities, you know, which the devotee has to perform. To be in the association of devotees. Like, it is an austerity, but there is no other choice. Because in that austerity, we are reminded of the goal again and again and again. And if we if we go off track, we get kind corrections, suggestions as well, so that we remain on track. So this is the main austerity one must be willing to perform. Rest all is, you know, only chanting, dancing and feasting. 
That's what Srila Prabhupada said. <clears throat> Vasudev is the original personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna. As explained before, the original personality of Godhead expands himself by innumerable forms. Such expansion of forms is made possible by his various energies. His energies are also multifarious and his internal energies are superior and external energies inferior in quality. They are explained in the Bhagavad Gita 7.4 till 6 as the para and the apara prakritis. So his expansions of various forms which take place via the internal energies are superior forms. Whereas the expansions which takes place via the external energies are inferior forms. The living entities are also his expansions. The living entities who are expanded by his internal potency are eternally liberated persons. Whereas those who are expanded in terms of the material energies are his eternally are eternally conditioned souls. <clears throat> Therefore, the, all culture of knowledge, austerities, sacrifice and activities should be aimed at changing the quality of the influence that is acting upon us. For the present, we are all being controlled by the external energy of the Lord. And just to change the quality of the influence, we must endeavor to cultivate spiritual knowledge. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said that those who are Mahatmas or those whose minds have been so broadened as to be engaged in the service of Lord Krishna are under the influence of internal potency. There is Yogamaya and there is Chizadharma. Yeah, Yogamaya and Mahamaya <clears throat> are under the influence of the internal potency. And the effect is that such broad-minded living beings are constantly engaged in the service of the Lord without deviation. That should be the aim of life. And that is the verdict of all Vedic literatures. No one should bother himself with fruitive activities or dry speculation about transcendental knowledge. Everyone should at once engage himself in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Everyone should at once engage himself in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Nor should one worship different demigods who work as different hands of the Lord for creation, maintenance or destruction of the material world. There are innumerable, innumerable powerful demigods who look over the external management of the material world. They are all different. They are all different assisting hands of Lord, Lord Vasudev. Even Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma are included in the list of demigods. But Lord Vishnu or Vasudev is always transcendentally situated. Even though he accepts the quality of goodness of the material world, he is still transcendental to all the material modes. The following example will clear the matter more, more explicitly. In the prison house, there are the prisoners and the managers of the prison house. 
Both the managers and the prisoners are bound by the laws of the king. But even though the king sometimes comes in the prison, he is not bound by the laws of the prison house. The king is therefore always transcendental to the laws of the prison house, as the Lord is always transcendental to the law of the material world. Such a nice verse which summarizes the whole Srimad Bhagavatam very nicely. We'll just for our purification read the translation once again. In the revealed scriptures, the ultimate object of knowledge is Sri Krishna, the, the personality of Godhead. The purpose of performing sacrifice is to please Him. Yoga is, reali- is for realizing Him. All fruitive activities are ultimately rewarded by Him only. He is supreme knowledge and all severe austerities are performed to know Him. Religion, dharma, is rendering loving service unto Him. He is the supreme goal of life. So if we try and put Krishna at the center of our life by following the regulative principles, by chanting the Lord's name, by doing our sadhana as attentively, as sincerely as possible, then the ultimate goal will be achieved. For sure. In Krishna consciousness, sincerity and humble attitude is more important than the skill and intelligence. You know, we see there are some people in this world, those who have great skills. And those skills and intelligence are the products of one's past karma. <clears throat> so one, some people may have that and some people may not have that. But one thing which everyone can have is a sincere desire to love Krishna, to serve Krishna. And if that sincerity is there, everything else will follow. Yesterday, Giriraj Maharaj, he was saying, you know, like, the monkeys, they assisted and they served Lord Ram in getting back Mother Sita. And, you know, if we see the monkeys, they, they don't have that much of... Uh, can say intelligence or that much of skills. But what they had was a sincere desire to serve. Even Sugriva, you know, he promised the Lord that after four months, he will come and he will join with the Lord and march towards Lanka. But he got so engrossed, you know, in his uh, sense enjoyment 
that he forgot his promise to the Lord. And the Lord was so kind, he reminded Sugriva by sending Lakshmana. <clears throat> so at times we need feedback. The feedback was given by Lakshmana. So the service was not taken away. You know, generally in this world, in the corporate world, what happens is, you know, there is reward and punishment. And the punishment generally comes in the form that, you know, even the service is taken away from a devotee, from a person in general in this world. But in Krishna consciousness, you know, it doesn't work like that. We can give a feedback to a devotee for improving his service. But we we just don't, you know, randomly take away the service and, you know, put somebody else. It's not so easy. It's not so, uh, you know, black and white. Because the Lord is in the heart of the devotees and his, the devotees are very dear to the Lord. <clears throat> so in this whole creation, the most difficult service to perform is to manage devotees. Because it's like dealing with fire. <clears throat> so it takes a lot of uh, sincerity and empowerment to be able to do that service. And Vijayotsav, today is the Shara Vijayotsav as well. And we can, we can contemplate and think of some pastimes or the personalities in Ramayan who were there and we learn so many things. First of all, Lord Ram, you know, Lord Krishna, he is Leela Purshottam. And Lord Ram is Maryada Purshottam. <clears throat> he is the ideal king. You know, he, we, we should try to follow him. <clears throat> you know, once, one person he asked, <clears throat> One person, one, one college student, he asked, uh, you know, one of the preachers, he, he said, you know, why Krishna has so many girlfriends? And the preacher, he replied to him, you know, your problem is not that why Krishna has so many girlfriends. Your problem is that why you don't have even one. You know, that is your real problem. And then once Srila Prabhupada, you know, he was asked, you know, why Krishna has so many, uh, you need girlfriends. And then Prabhupada, you know, challenged him, you know, everything in this world is, you know, property of the Lord. And even your wife, she is the property of the Lord. Why you are, uh, you know, enjoying the property of the Lord. So there are many reasons, you know, which are there and many pastimes. But in general, Lord Krishna is the most misunderstood person in this creation. And Lord Ram, he is, he is Maryada Purshottam. You know, he took vow to marry only one wife. (coughs) 
and generally like when a leader he is he is sacrificing you know the attribute or the credit goes to the wife so all the sacrifices which lord ram performed definitely he had a great character and competence you know in in doing that role he is the supreme lord himself but lot of credit goes to the wife as well and in his case mother sita and generally you know like it is sometimes the culture is also misunderstood like in the modern day context if a wife is very chaste and she is serving the husband very nicely you know it will not be much appreciated why because you know you're not doing anything you know tangible you're not you know making big value or or you know it's not imminent people cannot say you know if you are a ceo of a company or if you are a holding a very you know prestigious position you may get appreciated but just being a mother or being a wife you may not be appreciated much <clears throat> but the reality is that whatever in a in a society at least during the times of lord ram <clears throat> whatever the husband is able to accomplish a lot of credit goes to the wife because of her chastity because of her purity commitment service <clears throat> the husband is empowered and both the husband and wife they are empowered to do more and more so neither in current times we have husbands like lord ram and neither we do have wives like sita but we can definitely learn from them <clears throat> and being chaste does not mean you know that you always have to say yes to your husband when lord ram he wanted to go to the forest you know following the instructions to keep the promise of his father he told mother sita you know you stay here you, you know you don't come to the forest it's not a convenient place but she argued and she said you know when when we were getting married i took the vow that you know i'll be with you always so during the times of difficulty how how i can leave you know so she accompanied lord ram <clears throat> you know generally in this world like you know the relationships are so easily broken when the things are going good you know all is good but when the things are difficult and you know we are going through some problems that's the time you know when we really know who is our real Uh, husband and generally you know it is very common in this world now that 
You know, the relationships are so easily broken. Once in the Dhamma Maharaj, he was traveling on, a, on an aeroplane. And uh, uh, there was a couple sitting next to him, a very elderly couple. And, you know, they, Maharaj talk, started talking to them. And then Maharaj asked them, you know, how long you have been married? And they were saying almost more than 40 years. And then he asked them, you know, what is the secret of your, uh, of your long-lasting marriage? And they said, you know, we were born and raised during the time when, you know, if, if a shirt gets torn, we would patch it, we would fix it. If some, if, you know, a car breaks down, we fix it. If, a, if, if anything, you know, something, a button comes off, we fix it. We would mend it. And similarly, he said that even in relationships, there are ups and downs. But we don't mend the relationships. Why? Because our tolerance, our patience is so low. Because currently are the times, you know, earlier... The culture was, you know, there used to be, at least when I was born, there used to be steel plates, steel glasses. Uh, so after taking dinner or lunch, we would, we would wash them, we would, you know, keep them back. So there was endeavor in maintaining those things. But currently the culture is, you know, everything is use and throw. You know, shaving blades, use and throw cup and plates, use and throw. And unconsciously, you know, the same uh, culture comes in relationship as well. Just use and throw. Relationships, use and throw. If it is giving me happiness, I'll keep it. If any inconvenience, we give it. But through Lord Ram, we learn, you know, the culture is not about convenience. The culture is about doing what is right, no matter how inconvenient it is. But in the current society, you know, everything what is being propagated is is convenience. And you know, when we see Mother Sita, she she was doing what what is right, and she was willing to take the inconvenience in doing the right thing. So, that's what we learn from Mother Sita. Then Lakshman, you know, after marriage, he left his wife to be with Lord Ram. He was with Lord Ram through thick and thin. (coughs) He he went with Lord Ram, even though you know he was he was misunderstood, uh, like from Mother Sita and Mother Sita. You know she that was you know not any you can say wrong on her Mother Sita's part. Lakshman he had confidence in Lord Ram, and Mother Sita she had concern about Lord Ram's well-being. So when Maricha, he came as a deer. She was concerned 
But Lakshman, he had confidence that nothing can happen to Lord Ram. So even he was misunderstood, but he still kept serving Mother Sita and Lord Ram. Then Bharat, you know, when his father died, he was so misunderstood that his father said that he should not burn my ashes, like he should not lit the fire. Generally, the elder son, when a parent dies, he lits the fire. But Bharat Maharaj, he he was so misunderstood, even by his own father, that he said, Bharat should not lit fire. He was misunderstood by all the residents of Ayodhya, because they thought that he really wanted to be the king. And that's why, uh, you know, Lord Ram is in the, is in the forest. He was understood even by Lakshman. You know, when Bharat Maharaj, he came to, uh, to bring Lord Ram back to Ayodhya, he was so misunderstood that Lakshman, he wanted to kill Bharat. But still, he went to plead Ram to come back. <clears throat> so, that is Bharat. You know, India, the original name is Bharat. And one of the persons which is attributed that is the culture, you know, where even though you are being misunderstood, but you don't just give up. You keep doing your service to the Lord. Hanumanji, you know, like, he did so much service to the Lord. And similarly, there, there are several characters, you know, on the on the positive side and the neg- negative side as well. Like Maricha, he preferred liberation over service to the Lord. You know, he, when Ravana, he came to him, he threatened, if you don't do this, you don't take the form of a deer, then I'll kill you. So Maricha thought that, you know, better to die in the hands of the Lord and get liberated, rather to get die with the hands of Ravana. <clears throat> but there was another creature, Jatayu. He preferred service to the Lord than his own liberation. He was killed by Ravana, but he preferred service to the Lord. You know, it's our choice. You know, what is our goal? Liberation or service to the Lord? And one, when one really understands, he understands that service to the Lord, you know, liberation is just a small byproduct. <clears throat> what do we learn from uh, Shrupnaka? You know, she she was the sister of Ravana. She saw Ram. She wanted to get married to Ram and she wanted to kill Mother Sita. And out of envy, when she couldn't do so, she went to Ravan and 
she started glorifying Mother Sita, her beauty, her characteristics. So, Shrupnaka is the advertisement agency in this material world. You know, who is promising so many things. You know, forget Lord Ram. Have a nice car, you will be happy. Forget your spiritual life. Run after money and you will be happy. Forget Krishna consciousness and run after, you know, so many other things in this world and you will be happy. But in the end, we will be disappointed if we follow her. <clears throat> then, we learn from KK, you know, how important it is to keep the good association. She was a very nice person. But because of the association of mantra, who kept telling her, you know, that there is a propaganda going on, that your son should be the king and Lord Ram should go to the forest and so many things like that. She was very weak in her sadhana, her Krishna consciousness. And <clears throat> because of the bad association, she got corrupted. So that is why it's very important that we we keep the good association. <clears throat> and so on and so forth. I think for now, we'll just contemplate on these characters in these pastimes and seek the blessings of Lord Ram so that and Mother Sita so that we can continue our service to them. Thank you very much. If there are any corrections or comments, please. Thank you very much for your lecture. Really appreciate it. Um, I read the Ramayana a few years ago, and uh, I thought it was a very moving and beautiful tale. And uh, I remember the part where everybody misunderstood Bharat. And um, when Bharat was trying to get to Ram, they were saying he's going there probably to try to kill Ram. But Ram said, this is my brother. And... He loves me, and I love him, and there was no uh, misunderstanding there. And uh, at that point, like I was so moved uh, by the literature that um, that it kind of deepened my understanding for Krishna consciousness. And so I appreciate you uh, telling that story. Thank there, you. there is a part um, that uh, is kind of confusing for me, and uh, maybe you could touch on it briefly. But it's the part where, in the end of the Ramayana, where um, um, Sita and Ram are separated, and it is by Ram's will that she goes live in a different ashram. And uh, is it right to share a little bit about that, or yeah? <laughs> That's one of the most. Uh... Painful pastime in the Ramayana where Lord Ram 
so called he abandons mother sita and it's not easy and he was misunderstood and you know he is he is challenged why mother sita she had to go through so much you know even after doing the fire uh fire test and that's why you know it's lord ram he he appeared as maryada purushottam you know an ideal to be followed and it's not that you know he abandoned mother sita and and then he went with someone else there are descriptions you know that how austere life he lived when mother sita she she left lord ram's pastime is duty over love krishna's pastimes are love over duty <clears throat> so in this world you know we'll find many people who who try to live the life of love over duty but there are just cheap you know even within our krishna consciousness movement like there is so much misunderstanding you know that how it can be i'm not saying that it is but it can be a misunderstanding that how you know family life is just you know maya and the relationships with children attachment to wives children and husband and but it's it's not like that why because people don't understand properly and that is why to give an example to the world the lord has to perform such a pastime where duty is above love so when lord ram he came that was his his ideal and it's not that you know mother sita she went to the court and she sued lord ram and then got half of her property because that is the culture doing the right thing no matter how inconvenient it is convenience is not the priority so yes it's painful even for lord ram it was very painful it was very painful for mother sita but it is not the abandoning of a relationship just like the relationships are abandoned currently in this world the body of mother sita was somewhere else the body of lord ram was somewhere else but they were all the time meditating on each other their hearts were connected the bodies might be separated i'm sorry i'm being too 
but that's real love not the love which is propagated currently in the current world you know through so many romantic songs and movies and things like that it's is a perverted form of love it's not real love but what lord ram and mother and uh, mother sita they had was real love so yes they had to do what they had to do for our benefit and we appreciate their sacrifice and we glorify even millions of years after that so that is the culture you know the externalities which we see you know like in the olden days you know currently there is lot of efficiency if we see you know the cars are so nice the roads are so nice the cell phones are those so nice efficient but our relationships have become so weak why because convenience has become our priority and we have forgotten the culture shilo prabhupad you know when he came here and when he came back from us to india and then a reporter asked him you know like what about the culture of the western world and then he said you know what culture you know the mother who is giving you the cow you are killing the cows so culture is very very deep rooted and to establish that culture we needed example and that's what we learn from ramayan and that's why the leaders of those time they had to perform great sacrifice thank you how was lakshman treating bharat i may miss mr you you say he wanted to kill bharat i mean did you say at all because what was how was he treating bharat lakshman can you please explain yes so lakshman also thought that bharat really wanted to be the king and he when he was coming to uh to the forest to bring back lord ram lakshman thought that because he is also coming with his army he is coming to kill lord ram so that's why he did not want bharat even to come closer and he wanted to go and attack bharat that is the nature of the love of lakshman for lord ram you know when there are many relationships together misunderstandings happen but if one have faith then those misunderstandings can be taken care as well so he expressed to lord ram that you know i'll go and just but lord ram said no like 
He is my brother. Please let him come and meet. So later on, everything was okay. But initially, Lakshman, you know, he is the aggressive, he is the angry young man in service to Lord Ram. That that's how much he loved Lord Ram. Yes, yeah, thank you so much for the uh, wonderful class. For um, I do have a reflection and a question at the same time. Um, you said that attitude is um, more important than uh, than the skill, and then um, that's so um, that's so so that phrase is so valuable that sometimes you know we become proud with our skill and then the attitude of service um we lose that type of attitude of just of doing you know service and be humble and be be a nice devotee and we just think that we are above everyone else because we have more talent or more skill than others and uh, in one lecture um i heard a few days ago by burjan prabhu he said that no, our talents are gifted by Krishna ultimately to us. And why should we become proud by gifts? And that just as gifts are given, they can also be taken away. So, you know, um, I believe like we become sometimes too, too, um, overcome by our own talents like this. So the question would be like, how should we develop a good, a better or good attitude. Um, we may have all these talents, but you know, how how do we develop that humble or that nice attitude of service to Krishna? By, by Nityam Bhagavata Seva, because in Srimad Bhagavatam we learn of all the characters, characteristics of the various devotees. Like, Bhagavad Gita are the words of Lord himself. Srimad Bhagavatam are the characteristics or the stories of the devotees of the Lord and the Lord as well. And Chaitanya Charitamrit is the heart of the Lord. So definitely we must read all three, but especially Srimad Bhagavatam we learn you know, the qualities of the devotees. And when we associate through reading with those personalities, we develop those qualities. So it's it's constant uh, meditation on those personalities, on those qualities. And then what we associate with, we become like that. That's why studying Srimad Bhagavatam is very, very important and then staying in the association of devotees. Even if we go a little off track, Krishna will make sure that some devotee will come and give us some help. (laughs) We need help sometimes in different forms. Thank you very much for attending. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Shishradha Kalachanji ki jai. Uh, Lord Ram, Lakshman, Sita, Hanuman, Ki Chai. Shri Prabhupada, Ki Chai.